we have been dealing with our covenant season of divine creativity and uh, do we have the banner there and uh, last week pastor spoke to us about the enabling power of God and we were so blessed the enabling power of God and today we shall look at the supportive power of God today we shall look at the supportive power of God I want to take this opportunity to welcome those who are worshiping with us through the various media, through our live gave, through our YouTube channel, LiveGate Gate TV, and uh, on Boss Sprouts through iTunes. The Lord bless you, us, you fellowship with us today, and may the Lord encounter you today. Continue to send your testimonies to us and let us serve the Lord together. Amen. And we have been looking at the gospel according to St. John. Gospel according to St. John. Last week we looked at John chapter 16 and 17. Today we look at or we're looking at chapter 18 and 19. And chapter 18 and 19, really, as we read this morning, we read certain portions of it because we could not read the whole of the two chapters these two chapters especially chapter 18 deals with you know the fulfillment of the prophecy about christ when he was betrayed and the jews uh, came and took him and crucified him and chapter 19 talks more about how the whole, how he went through the whole process of the crucifixion. And even as we read this morning, we will see that he who knew no sin was betrayed by 30 pieces of silver. Amen? But he had to go through that so that you and I today can experience the divine love of God. We can experience the grace of God. We can experience the forgiveness of God. So that we can experience the joy of the Lord. Amen. So today we are looking at the supportive power of God. The supportive power of God. And in preparing for this message, I looked up the word supportive. And uh, I, I came across uh, one or two definitions that I would like to bring to our attention this morning. The first one says, this is from the Webster's. Uh, 1913 dictionary. He said to bear to bear by being under, to keep from falling, to uphold, to sustain in a literal or physical sense, to prop up, to bear the weight of as a pillar supports a structure. Amen. As a pillar supports a structure. An abutment supports an arch. The trunk of a tree supports the branches. And then the second one is said to endure without being overcome. I like that. To endure without being overcome. The supportive power of God. Exhausted or change in character to sustain as to support pain, distress or misfortunes. So today, the topic that we are dealing with, the supportive power of God, 
to you as a child of God, the word that is coming to you this morning is that God is able to help you to endure without being overcome, without being exhausted, or change in character to sustain, to support pain or distress or misfortunes. And the third one says, to keep from falling or sinking. I like that as well. To keep from falling or sinking. You know, Christ is with you. So you will never go under. The Lord is going to support you. You will never fall or you will never sink. To solace under afflictive circumstances. To assist, to encourage, to defend. As to support the courage of spirits. Amen. And today, our key scriptures that we are going to look at to have a look at this topic, our key scriptures are Isaiah chapter 41 and Isaiah chapter 43. So, shall we look at the first one? Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8 to 14. All the, all the definitions that we look at now, we would bear those in mind as we read these scriptures and see how you can apply those to your own personal lives. Isaiah chapter 41 from verse 8. But you, Israel, I am my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from his father's regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Say to your neighbor, fear not. The Lord is reminding us again. We know, I know we know this scripture. But today, God is reminding us that fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold. All those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing. As a non-existent thing. Amen. Verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, I will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Life gate, fear not. I say, life gate, fear not. The Lord, your God, is with you. The Lord, our God, will help us. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord. And your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. God himself has set himself to help us. He's saying to you, fear not. Many times we read in that scripture, fear not. God will uphold us with his righteous right hand. You know, we are living in a time where it's like all hell breaking loose. 
all hell breaking loose. I mean, just if you just imagine, within the space of one month, there has been three attacks against police officers. It is unthinkable that the very people that are giving their lives to protect the public, the public is not attacking them. It is madness. It is madness. So, if the people who have the authority of Her Majesty the Queen behind them, if people have no fear of attacking them, what about the people who have no authority backing them at all? What about the common man, the ordinary person walking in the streets? But God is saying to us, fear not. God is saying to us, fear not. No matter the situation, no matter the hardship, no matter the challenges that you are facing, the word of the Lord to you today is that fear not, for I am with you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, the arm of the Lord is powerful. The righteous right hand of God is strong. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for you, who can be against you? We're talking about the supportive power of God. You know, sometimes we go through situations and we go through circumstances and it sounds like, you know, you have been abandoned, you have been led to yourselves. It's just like we see in the gospel according to uh, St. John chapter 18. When they came to take Christ, he asked them, who do you seek? And they said to them, they said to him, we're looking for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, I am he whom you seek. Bible said they went back and they fell down. Just by saying, I am he who you seek. They could not lay hold on him. Hallelujah. That is the God that you serve. That is the God that you serve. Amen. He said it again to them. Who do you seek? And they said to him, we seek Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he said, but I told you that I am here that you seek. They went back and they fell down. Hallelujah. You know, when your time is not come, there's nothing any demon in hell. There's nothing any, any witchcraft. There's nothing any man, any woman. There's nothing any force, any principality or power can do. There is nothing they can do to get you under. Unless God has said, my son, this is, this is it. This is your time. Hallelujah. You know, we know the story about Israel. They were a people that God himself loved. And God loved them through Abraham. And God, you know, married them. God said, I'll take you to the promised land. But before they get to the promised land, they had to go through something. And they went through 430 years of torture. 430 years of torture. In actual fact, it should have been 400 years. But somehow, it was extended by 30 years. But when the time came, when the day of deliverance came, not even Pharaoh with his power at the time could stop them. Hallelujah. Not even Pharaoh with all his might and everything that he had at his disposal. The mighty army that he had, not even that army could stop the people of God. Hallelujah. 
Sometimes it will look like your back is towards the wall and there's no way of escape. But even in that situation, if you just stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. You see the salvation of the Lord. They came to the Red Sea. And by the Red Sea, they thought that is it. Because, you know, those cruel, torturous were fast approaching on their heels. And then they began to think we, we, it would be better if we had stayed in Egypt, continued to be slaves and making bricks and without even the straw. Did you know that the God who visited the Egyptians in the midnight, that same God has not changed. The God who went and sought you out and picked you when he didn't even know. That same God, he hasn't changed. The Egyptians that are perceived, you will see them no more. I say the Egyptians, the Egyptians that seem to be on your heel, that seem to be catching up with you, you will see them no more. That is exactly what the word of God is saying here in Isaiah. Those that are incensed against you, you will look for them and you will not find them. Life gay will go from strength to strength. Life gay will go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Now let us look at Isaiah 43. Now we'll look at Isaiah 43. We'll look at verse 1 to 6. Isaiah 43. We're looking at the supportive power of God. But now that says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. You are mine. You know where there is Jacob, you can personalize it and put your name there. Because by faith, you are a descendant of Jacob. Amen? Verse 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. You know, you belong to that family of the three Hebrew children. Hallelujah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. The fire will only purify your faith. And when your faith is purified, the Bible says, you shall come forth as gold. You shall come forth as gold. Fire will not consume you. Friend, sometimes when the heat is on and you think, what on earth is this? Why do I have to come to go through this? You know, in my home country, I was doing well. I had driver at my disposal. I said, did this one go? And they go. I said, did this one come? And they come. I said, did this one wash the car? And they wash the car. I said, did this one polish the shoe? And they polish the shoe. Why do I have to come to go through this? God has a plan in your life. God has a plan in your life. And there are destiny of people that are linked to you. Hallelujah. That is why you have to go through this. No matter the heat that you are facing today, the fire will not consume you. I said the fire will not consume you. You will come out to the other side. 
and there shall be a song of praise in your mouth to the Lord. Whatever it is, just hold steady and believe the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. God has spoken and his word will not fail in your life. Where am I now? Verse, verse 4. Verse 4. For I am the Lord your God. Since you were precious in my sight. You see, we are precious. Why? Because we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Because the blood of Christ was a sinless blood. Hallelujah. So we are precious. The Bible, that's what the Bible said. Our faith, which is even more precious than gold or silver. Because we have been bought by the blood of Jesus. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored. I have loved you. We sung this morning, or the live singers helped us to sing this morning, that his love has found us. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Amen? God is saying that he will give men for you and people for your life. Amen? Verse 5. Fear not. For I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. You know, these descendants here, even though this was specifically to the physical nation of Israel, even spiritually, your descendants and even, you know, spiritual sons and daughters that you are here to bring into the kingdom of God. The Bible said that he will bring them from the east and gather you from the west. God will bring, if you have a desire to win souls for God, if you have a desire to plunder the kingdom of darkness and to populate the kingdom of God, the Bible is saying that God is saying that he will bring them from the east. Hallelujah. And gather you from the west. Verse 6. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. God has planted life gates here for this purpose. God has planted life gates here for this purpose. That God through us will say, give them up. Give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. All those that God has destined to be part of this great revolution here, God will bring them up himself. But we need to cooperate with God. We need to work together with God. Hallelujah. You know, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27. The Bible says that the eternal God is your refuge. And underneath you are the everlasting arms. The eternal God is your refuge. The eternal God is a refuge. The God that is omnipotent. The God that is omniscient. The God that is all powerful. He is your refuge. And underneath you are the everlasting arms. There's nothing the enemy can do to harm you. Hallelujah. The eternal God is your refuge. God will sustain you. God is able to keep us from falling. Hallelujah. You know, for us 
to enjoy the supportive power of God, what do we have to do? We have to believe the word of the Lord. But we have to have the word of God in our heart. We have to meditate upon the word of God day and night. We have to, you know, chew it, regurgitate it, chew it, regurgitate it, chew it, regurgitate it, and assimilate it into our spirit, man. Hallelujah. That when the difficult times come, then we'll be able to, you know, come up. That word will rise in us and will help us to overcome. What is Jeremiah say in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16? He said, your, your words were found and what? I ate them. And it became the joy and the rejoicing of my, my heart. Hallelujah. So we need to fellowship with the word of God. We need to fellowship with the word of God. There is a scripture that says in Job, Job 32, verse 8. He said, there is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. We need to be in tune with the Spirit of God. We need to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because when it looks like all hope is lost, when it looks like everything is just coming against you, and there seems to be no way of escape, you need to go before the Spirit of God. You need to say, what do I have to do like David did in 1 Samuel chapter 30? When the Bible said, when David came back to Ziklag, the whole place was ransacked. You know, the city was burned down. His wives and the people that were with him, they were all taken captive. And what did David do? The Bible said, David inquired of the Lord. David did not sit down to have a pity party. Hallelujah. We are not of those who have to have a pity party. No, pity party is not our portion. Pity party is not your portion. You have to know that there is a spirit in you. The inspiration of the almighty God will give you understanding. And then you go before God. Like we have heard from the servant of God several times from this altar. Situations, difficult situations. He goes before God and he begins to get into the spirit. A few minutes after God comes like a flood and he begins to write, do this, do that, do that. And a situation that looked a while ago as insurmountable becomes easy. You know, with God, life is cheap. With God, life is cheap, but it is a life of faith. It is a life of faith. The Bible said that David inquired of the law. David, you know, Pastor talks a lot about David, you know. It's David, we know, he was a seasoned warrior. He was a man of war. But even in that situation, he did not depend on his experience. He didn't say, I slew the bear. I took Goliath down. But David said, what shall I do? He inquired of the Lord. He did not depend on the victories of yesterday. David did not depend on of his experience in the wilderness. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue? And God said, you shall pursue and you shall overtake and you shall recover. That will not permit us. But if you read to, to the end of that, uh, the end of that uh, uh, scripture there, the Bible says, David went and he defeated the enemy. He recovered all. David recovered all. He brought back all his wives that were taken captive. We need to have faith in God. 
We need to trust God. We need to believe God. That God is able. The God that has called you, he hasn't called you to drown you in the Red Sea. Whatever that Red Sea be, you will not be drowned in it. You will get onto the other side. Hallelujah. God will take you to your promised land. As I begin to run up, I say, God will take you to your promised land. Whatever the challenge be, just know that God is with you. And because God is with you, it does not mean that because God is with us, we should be lazy and complacent and not do anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that do what you have to do. Do what the Bible, what, what you know what you have to do. If you have to revise for your exam, revise for your exam. If you have to prepare for the interview, prepare for the interview. Make yourself look good. Prepare yourself. Get there on time. And leave the rest to God. Leave the rest to God. And see him undertake on your behalf. Prepare. Pastor always says there was a great man of God. Is it a, a, one of the American presidents? He said, what? I will prepare and, I'll, and I wait for my opportunity. Prepare. 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 Get yourself ready. Do whatever humanly possible that you can do. Do it. Study the word of God. Know about salvation. Know about for the forgiveness of sins. Know about this. So that when you meet somebody, you'll be, you'll be able to confidently defend your faith. Because we are living in a day and a time where anything goes. When the doctor's report comes and it looks negative, what does the word of God say about you? You as a child of God. What does it say? What does the word of God say concerning you? What does the word of God say concerning you? It may look like that paper has been locked up there for, you know, how many years and you say, I'm just fed up. Don't be fed up. Don't, give, don't be fed up. Don't give up. What does the word of God say concerning you as a child of God? What does the word of God say? Go back to God. Just like Jehoshaphat did. The army that came, he, 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 you know, he, he didn't have a match for it. He went to God. And the God spoke to the prophet. He said, this battle is not yours. This battle is not yours. Do not look at how huge the situation is. David was just that high. Goliath was how many foot? But David did not look at the stature of Goliath. David believed in the God that delivered him from the bear and the lion. And he said, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defy this day, he will give you into my hand. David believed in the God that helped him in, to defeat the lion and the bear. He didn't look at the stature of Goliath. Pastor was sharing with us during one of the, the Wednesdays. He said that, in fact, David was very polite. He said to the king that, you know, king, thank you very much. This armor, I haven't tried it. Sir, thank you. I haven't tried it. But sir, let me just try this sling and this stone. <laughs> and the king said, okay, go. And pastor was sharing with us that David didn't even take an argument with his brother Eliab. Friends, sometimes you just need to hold your peace. Sometimes you just need to hold your peace. It doesn't matter. Let them call you whatever name. Let them, you know, despise you. Just hold your peace. You must have a conviction of the God you serve. 
you must come to that point where you say that if I perish, I perish. What is reputation? What is reputation? You'd rather be accepted by God than to have a reputation. In conclusion, I just want to say that we are living in turbulent times, but we are also living in an exciting time. The Bible says that they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. It didn't say that they that know their God will go into one corner and start crying and say, woe is me. No. No. The wicked flee when no man pursue it, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The grace that is upon the headman in this house, that grace is coming upon us in Jesus' name. He didn't see this building and say, oh, darling, how can we manage? No. God said to him, go, take it. It is available. And he went and took it. As bold as a lion. And we are possessing it in Jesus' name. Let's rest your